And it is 2100 Eastern on this Thursday evening, and you know what that means. Sons of Liberty is meeting live here in the virtual Green Dragon Tavern. And man, oh man, am I excited to have all of you in here tonight. And uh, wow, we're going to be talking about a lot of really cool stuff, uh, a lot of news things that have happened, the honking. Uh, man, oh man, I have waited. I have waited a few days now. I've been really, really excited to discuss this in the Sons of Liberty live format because this is going to be nothing short of awesome. But first, my esteemed barstool maidens getting up here, coming up and looking to see what is on tap. Johnny Paratrooper, what is up, brother? How's it going, man? I, uh, we're getting a lot of rain up here, but it's warming up. Looks like looks like looks like winter might be wrapping up, man. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a lot of rain here too. It's wet. We're get, we're, it's it's apparently going to rain for like forty eight hours straight up here. Yeah, it's better nice. It's better nice. What are you drinking? I am drinking. Uh, hold on, what is this stuff? What is this? Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> Coors Light, buddy. Coors. Got to tap the Rockies. I am tapping the Rockies. You got to tap the Rockies, man, because they're not going to tap themselves. That's true. That's true. I have to drink (laughs) Coors for Sons of Liberty because once I I pop a case open, man, I just just run through the whole thing, you know? It's – I mean, but when you're drinking Coors Light, it's basically hydrating because it's pretty much water. So. Yeah, yeah. Getting ready for PT tomorrow. <laughs> you and old Third Brigade, y'all are gonna, uh, y'all are gonna go, y'all are gonna go defend Poland. Yeah, um, somebody's got to defend those Apaches that are deploying to Poland in case those <laughs> that Russian armor unit in Belarus wants to try to take Kiev. Man, somebody's got to do the hard jobs, man. Okay, if it was an easy job, everybody would do it. Oh God! There's a lot of truth to that statement, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! I gotta, I gotta maintain my composure. It's gonna be a great show, folks. Believe me, gonna be the best. Only the best. Only the best shows. Believe me, only the best. Oh, man. Oh, moving down the list here. JC Dodge, what is up, man? Well, same thing as Johnny said. Pouring down rain, God loves the infantry. He does. That's true. That's why he made the sky blue. Yep. 
That's true. And we continuously keep the grass watered for him. Um, yeah. You know, go to the range in the morning again. So that that ammo came in. Nice, yeah. nice little little one seven five match grade. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, la, la. What are you shooting? That uh, PTR ninety one. Uh, I I put that out to go on it last week and shot ball and uh, shot really well. Um, the one picture that I sent to scout of the one group I shot after I zeroed, I'm pretty sure it was a fluke. Uh, but uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's it's in a quarter of 100, 100 meters with Winchester ball is uh <laughs> I was pretty I was pretty happy with it but we'll, we'll see like I said that one in ten twist it should uh, hopefully would do really well with those one seventy fives even better than it did with the ball so the PTR yeah. groups man the reviews I was watching oh, yeah. before I bought a uh, new battle rifle. The PTR shoots two inches or less. Like there's, you you're like hard pressed to find one that doesn't shoot. Well, well it's because HK, of the action. Ninety one was, um, it, yeah, it, it, that my HK ninety one was always a, I mean, it was, it was a one MOA gun, um, and and that was without doing anything to the trigger, which. <laughs> Those triggers, like I said last week, best description I ever heard was it was uh, just a hair better than a Mattel cat pistol, but uh, but heavier. And, uh, <laughs> it, but it just for whatever reason, it, it really it, it's the the I think it's a it's a cumulative effect that in spite of that trigger, the 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 recoil impulse the the uh, Feel the rifle and how how that action works. That delayed roller lock. I think it does. Um, I think it's a like I said. It all adds up to something pretty effective. Um, I've actually thought about if if it does really well with this. Since PTR is making making some heavy barrel stuff and everything, I might look into uh, actually getting one of their heavy barrel rifles and putting like an M something like an MSG ninety type trigger group in it. Um, I'm not going to go all PSG one on it, but uh, I would be very interested to see how well it would do with a good trigger. And and I could, unless I send it to Bill Springfield, uh, I guess I could always do that. Send one to him, but yeah, I would. It, it's worth doing because the the whole HK G3. HK91 and uh, STG. I'm about to hurt some feelings here. STG44 <laughs> uh, before it. No, the, if I see, I, I swear, man, if I see one more person online say the, the AK is a ripoff of the STG44, oh my God. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's no more hope for humanity. Um, <laughs> Just only, like, only maybe in a in an if you were to draw trace around it with chalk. Yeah, if you were the three, might be similar. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. The, the profile <laughs> three years old. Not it. Dude, no, but it's a delayed that, roller man. blowback. There is no, there is no gas system there. There right. is no uh, operating rod 
reciprocating, uh, nothing. Like you, you don't have any of that. It's it's essentially a free floated barrel with nothing else occurring, and it is blowback operated, and it has rollers there that lock into place, lock the bolt into place, and they slowly, based on recoil and pressure, they slowly unlock the bolt. They they delay the bolt from traveling back until the pressure is is decreased enough. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant system. Uh, it's a very brilliant system, it and um, you know it, it works very well accuracy wise. It is the most accurate battle rifle. Period. Period. Uh, got a lot of other drawbacks to it, but it is yeah. straight up, man. Most accurate battle rifle there is. Well, so you know what I find ironic is uh, I saw a review by a particular um, shooter that used to fly planes um been talking about his experience and uh he was talking about how much he really didn't like the g3 system and how archaic it was and everything and and oh my goodness the bolt doesn't lock back and and the charging handle location is terrible and all but yet he's a huge proponent of the ak oh he and and i'm thinking pretty much the same thing well, but the thing is, his it, it's it really comes down to training because the HK does have a better located safety. For, but there again, training. You know, if you if you train to use that, a, I mean, an AK for me as a lefty, the charging handle is in the perfect position. The uh, yep. G three a little bit less so, but lo- the bolt not locking back on a uh, on a round. Like I said. This guy's a huge proponent of the AK, but he's he's poo-pooing the whole. Oh my goodness, the the HK doesn't lock back, but he's he's always talking about how great the AK is. And like, well, even an AK that locks back because it has the one type of magazine, you know that that's great, but that's just one type of magazine. Um, Man, the only uh, thing that needs to lock back on the AK is your heels when you're shooting it while doing a slob squat. That's it. <laughs> That's you all you need. Track, track suit. You got to be wearing the track. That's right. You got to have that Adidas on, man. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Got to have yeah, that we'll Adidas on. Like, my son's bringing his his uh, um, PTR out as well. So we'll uh, see how it does in the in the wet and see how, how well, well they shoot. It's kind of me and him kind of just standardized on that being our our go to long gun. So um, just because oh, yeah. parts Standards are so much matter. more available, well, parts and and uh, all compared to the FAL and the M14. Now, I mean, I you guys know I love the FAL and the M14, but finding finding parts at a decent price for either one um, is few and far between. And magazines now. The M14. So, FAL, yes. M14, however, however, there is, there's some help on the way. So, a little bit of breaking news. (laughs) I heard about that. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So, in the, in the Remington bankruptcy settlement, right, they they sold off all the assets. Palmetto State Armory was trying to buy out everything. 
uh, including CCI. They didn't get CCI, unfortunately. I really wish that they had got it, but they didn't. It just is what it is. But one company they did get out of the deal was H&R. And H&R was the secondary supplier of the M1 Garand and still has the machinery and blueprints, which Palmetto State Armory acquired, to be able to produce both the M1 Garand and the M14. So this is pretty... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This is is pretty exciting. Dude, Uh, I I hope that... Palmetto State, and I know this is like heresy, but I've always wondered why Remington went bankrupt because I wrote these all, these guys an email like ten years ago, and I was like, "Hey, you should make a five five six like Grand Junior, and you should do a seven six two by thirty nine Grand, and all this stuff." And like, and they, like the I never even got an email Grand back life. from them. Yeah, I mean a um, M, uh, M1 Garand. I mean, yeah, and, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, like the Mini 14 is to the 14, but yeah, in a grand. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And well, then, I never even got an auto response back from them. And uh, but anyway, that's just my two cents right there. And I think that yeah. could have, if they Dang. had done that retro gun thing, I think yeah. it would worked. Yeah, yeah. Well. Man, they, I tell you, man, Remington, Freedom Group really, it's its my sneaky suspicion. I remember back when Freedom Group became a thing back in, I think it was like, it was the early 2000s, man. It was like 02, 03, that time frame. And I remember reading an editorial by Robert K. Brown in Soldier of Fortune where he was basically saying like, this might not be a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. He was kind of baiting his breath because, you know, he, he's been knee deep with with the NRA. He's been tight with the NRA for a long time and, um, you know, on their board of directors and then put Steve Schreiner up there kind of in his place when he retired from it and everything. But, um, you know, and, and Remington's been tied at the hip to the NRA. The NRA has had some kind of controversial positions with. Um, the hardline libertarian shooting community, the NRA is kind of over the years and, and they've changed this a little bit cause they've had to, but they, they looked at it like, you know, they, they've kind of cast us aside, you know, the, the guys that, that are, you know, big into the ARs and AKs and combat rifles and doing all that stuff. And in lieu of that, you know, you've had your, your Wayne LaPierre's getting out there posing with their Upland game shirts and their, you know, break action over unders. And yeah. And and I mean, really being controlled opposition. I mean, that, that, that is what it is in this contemporary generation. You know what I mean? And it breaks my heart because I'm, I'm a diehard Remington fan. Um, carried, carried a Remington 700 in combat. I mean, you know, I, I carried a Remington M24 into combat many times and um, died in the wool. You you will never break me of being a Remington fan because I absolutely love that rifle. I love the Remington 700 and I love Remington, that, that little bit of Americana, that American tradition. But that being said, man, they did not adapt with the times. 
And they bought out DPMS and Bushmaster, and in typical corporate raider fashion, they ran those companies into the dirt, man. And the best that Remington could do was introduce their version of an AR, which was like painted in hunting camo. And I, I really don't know who that was designed to appeal to, but it, you know, they didn't sell very many of Zumbo. them. Yeah, man. And, and, um, <laughs> It just didn't, it, you know, it, it, it wasn't going to take off because why, why would I buy that? Why would I basically buy a band-friendly AR, which is what it was? It was a neutered AR. No, uh, the, the barrel wasn't threaded and, you know, could only take certain mags. And I mean, it was, it was kind of a weird time. But anyway, point is, is, um, you know, Remington really screwed themselves in a lot of regards. A lot like how um, uh, Ruger did. Bill Ruger kind of did the same thing, man. Uh, early on, w- when he didn't want to release full-capacity mags to the M14 and yeah. created the ranch rifle, which was just an M14, same thing, just you know, with a few features took away from it. Um, and, and he made a bunch of really controversial statements and, and that kind of, um, that hurt Ruger in the long run. You know, then they, they've made amends since then. But point is behind all that is that I really don't think, uh, Remington realized a, as a company, they were an entity and, and they were kind of the, the too big to fail of the gun community. And then all of a sudden, like Lehman Brothers, one day you just wake up and you're like, oh, shit, um, Remington just went bankrupt. The hell? Because they, you know, yep. they, they were counting on it all. Like the whole house of cards, man, it started with them counting on Hillary winning back in 2016. And, you know, that didn't work out. So you had Ellett Brothers collapsing. You had Freedom Group you know, tucking its tail and, and all the corporate guys at the top, like they, you know, they scattered to the four winds and the NRA is still reeling from that, man, because they really don't know what to do. And I mean, you know, Brandon is such a joke that I really don't think people are donating to the NRA like they would have typically when a Democrat is is the president. Um, So I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah. but I am really excited, man. Palmetto State, which is our oldest advertiser for American Partisan Battle. Yes, it is. Uh, my oldest friends in the gun community. I have a very good working relationship. Matter of fact, if I look over my right shoulder, I see some very fine specimens of Palmetto State AKs sitting right over here. Uh, and one of their ARs as well. So I look forward to stacking one of their M1 Grands over here in the arsenal as well as one of their M14s because they got plans for one of those as well. And man, I cannot wait. Yeah, and the Grand is, um, they, as far as, you know, I because when I uh, sent the video to Scout, um, it, it came across my desk at, uh, on the Twitter account. Actually, someone posted it. And uh, they already digitized the blueprints for the grand. So the guy was laid up straight up like it's happening. Like we're in the process of doing this now. So that's I don't awesome. know how long that's going to take. I'd love to have it by the end of the year, but I don't know if that's a reasonable time frame. I don't know how long these things take, but he said for sure that one's on the way. Well, it'll, so, uh, it'll probably be a year 
because then they then they yeah. can yeah. announce it. They can get a big badass booth at, at at Shot Show and just unleash this whole killer lineup. You know that Ed I'm Sheeran. looking up this yep. picture of the R15. The R15 yeah. is. I mean, it's just, it's ugly. It looks like a 1990s post-band copy in Realtree. I mean, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who came up with this? Yeah, that, that, it's, yeah. it's from the uh, whole, the, it's from when people were trying to just make ARs into hunting rifles so they could have an excuse to own them. Yeah. You know? In the States, that don't allow the flash hiders and all that. But uh, well, speaking of retro, um, the... I was telling Scout the other day, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the original Ruger folding stock that it was on the A-Team. Remember the A-Team? Well, Yeah, the AC-556. Right. The uh, A company called Samson got permission from Ruger to start making the original folding stock again about two years ago. And they're never in stock. And... Uh, I was the other day I was I looked on there as I usually do and of course it wasn't in stock at Samson and uh I happened to duck duck go it and uh four five different distributors came up. I went through all of them. Well the fifth one they uh it said it was in stock, so I immediately hit buy. It got here two days ago and uh it, I mean it's one of those things I always, I mean, I've owned the Mini 14 was the first quote unquote assault rifle I ever owned. I bought when I was 18, 280 bucks. It was my first, one of my first paychecks uh, in an adult job. And uh, the over the years I've owned, uh, the one I have right now is the eighth one I've owned. <clears throat> and uh, I ended, I qualified, I had to qualify for 20 years with a Mini 14 as a patrol rifle. So I've got you know a good bit of experience with it. It's it's a great little gun. I mean it's you know as long as you keep its its capabilities in in uh, perspective. But uh, man, I tell you what that that folding stock on that on that because it's blued, um, which wasn't as common a thing to see. Most of the time if you saw them in a gun shop um, in the eighties, they were they were stainless guns that had the folding stocks. But they and they make a stainless one for the they also make it for the ten twenty two now but uh the i got that and i'll be taking that to the range tomorrow too um let my son shoot it shoot one for the first time and uh get a kick out of that because that's the like i said talk about nostalgia you know i grew up the a-team was you know that show that and airwolf were like my two favorite shows when i was a teenager when i was a kid um and uh yeah that uh which I thought was funny too, because in the in the eighteen the movie, they actually at the beginning of the movie they had um, Liam Neeson as Hannibal using Mini fourteen out of the back of uh, uh, BA's van, which I thought that was an interesting throwback to the original TV series. But yeah, I don't know if you guys were even aware that they were making them or even aware of that particular yeah. stock. But it's it's very and and when you it's almost it's the only thing it's uh with a 16 inch barrel and the newer guns with the heavier barrels the only thing more compact than that setup is an underfolder ak yeah give you some perspective on how can how compact it is and it's and it looks really good 
So it does. So one of the questions in the comments uh, over here in the chat room was, "What about the MP5 from Palmetto State?" Uh, I I don't want to uh, comment directly on that. And what I mean by that is I, I don't want to I'm not I'm not going to speak specifically here. That That's what I mean. That, that That's actually what I mean to say. What I will say about the MP5, um, it is a relatively expensive weapon to produce. And when PSA, I, I'm not going to say that they're not going to build it, but when PSA announced that they were working on one, uh, the MP5, because the MP5 is really a gun that it's a, it's a weapon that is a lot cooler to say that you have, uh, than to actually shoot. I, I, I'm, I was a huge fan of one until I shot it. And then I was like, eh, it's kind of a brick. It kind of is. The CZ Scorpion is a lot better. So here's what happened. Um, it's my speculation here. There was um, the Pakistani company, uh, POF, not uh, not Patriot Ordnance Factory that makes ARs, but uh, piston-driven ARs, but the, the Pakistani company that was making licensed copies of P5. Um, they started importing them to the United States. So that took away a certain market pool right there. Then you have, uh, you know, your unveiling of the AKV, which is a nine millimeter submachine gun type pistol caliber carbine weapon, right? You got that. And it uses, uh, the same magazine that the CC Scorpion has. And then you get the CZ Scorpion that's just burning down the market too. So if you're a business owner it, and you know, you're a business owner who is um, in the gun community and, and you're looking like how many MP5s are you actually going to sell to recoup first your developmental costs, right? Because that's expensive. Your tooling costs, your manufacturing costs, right? Because you got to pay your, your labor and everything else. It's, uh, man, it, it, you're, you're talking about a whole lot of money for not a lot of uh, gain in the long run. And how many MP5s do you actually expect to sell? And then you're diminishing your AKV market, right? Because why would you buy an AKV? Oh, I got this MP5 up here. You're going to have some guys that um, are going to, they're going to buy both. And they, they have that disposable income to do that. But you're, you know, projecting a little bit here. You're not going to have that many people in the future. So they just look at it like that. It's, it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's just like GM uh, making eight of the same vehicle with different badges on it. You know, like in the early 2000s, you had the, the Chevy Tahoe and the GMC Yukon and the Hummer H2 and the, you know, the Cadillac Escalade and you know, so on and so forth. You had each of these and it was diluting the market because people were like, well, why am I going to buy this when I could buy that? But they're all the same. Like at the end of the day, just a little different here. They're all pretty much the same. So anyway, it, that 
if I had to speculate, that is exactly what I would think, you know, kind of my knowledge as a business owner myself, that's how I would look at it. You don't really want to dilute the market that much. And, and the MP five, I do know that it is a very expensive weapon to manufacture anyway, until you have got the tooling down pat, you've got the, the labor trained, you, you know, you've got that manufacturing process up and running. The AK is the same way. You know, it, it was a common myth, you know, oh, the AK is such a cheap weapon. It's a peasant weapon, cheap to produce. Well, that shit was false. We, we've obviously <laughs> learned that with the, the uh, American manufacturing process of the AK here in the States to where a lot of uh, it's a myth, you know, that, that the American made AK is no good, but it was true for a very long period of time because people were not willing to invest the actual uh, money necessary to produce a, a quality weapon. Of course, this all changed. Palmetto State is is really cranking out some amazing AKs. I'm going to be doing some stuff with it tomorrow. And into the weekend, and I'm going to be talking about that quite a bit, um, and getting ready to pick up a couple more because I can. And uh, but now, in all seriousness, though, um, Palmetto State Armory is is really doing the gun community uh, a huge favor. I mean, in, and they are doing what all the other gun companies should have done during the Obama years and doubled down and said, you know what? I'm going to put a big middle finger in your face. I'm going to put so many guns. I mean, when I heard them say that, that they're going to put so many guns in the hands of the American people and ammunition that it negates anything that any suit in Washington, any sock puppet in Washington can say or vote on because we get the final voice. You know, so I mean, I, I'm just saying they're they're doing it. They're actually living it, and they're putting out some great products. So you know, there's a and- lot of truth to uh, that that last comment you just made about that that one like shot show video that went viral where the uh, I think it was the owner or one of their marketing guys said that it was and the owner, his, the owner, right? Yeah, and his plan is to just flood the market with so many guns, so many guns, and so much ammo. Because he told me the same thing. Yeah, it would be financially impossible for a government to enforce any rules. Uh, I know two or three guys who have personally told me that's why they spend money with Palmetto State. Yeah, and and these guys are like police officers in Maryland, which supposedly has like draconian, you know, gun laws. We don't. If you go into any gun store in Maryland, there's all the guns you could possibly want. It's a, it's a ban on paper only but in reality it has like no effect with the inventory and and what you can purchase with with a few exceptions by name um and so uh anybody that's been to a gun store in maryland knows what i'm talking about and yeah i mean i've always i've always thought that was interesting how just that 30 second clip sold three guys i know for the rest of their lives on buying all their guns from from an ammo from palmetto which is Pretty. Well, I mean, man, that's some hefty marketing right there. It's just like that R15 you guys were talking about. Yeah, you know, good. There's, there's the other half of us that were like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" Like, cowing down to these people and making a a hunting AR15 and trying to make it sound like it's all about hunting. 
you know, right, it's they nice neutered to, it. Yeah, right. They neutered it. So PSA went the other direction, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. Put a flamethrower on that thing. <laughs> yeah, put two of them on there. Chainsaw. Well, uh, Scout, do you know if PSA? God damn it, you beat me too. The, <laughs> the MP5s that they're uh, that they're gonna make, if they're gonna make an HK94 clone, the 16 inch carving. Yeah, man, that's a good question. I would assume that they would because, um, well, the reason I asked is because that was always one of my cool things. I because I I have a PT or the the reason I bought the PTR was because that was as a as a teenager, especially as an adult, you you couldn't get an HK ninety four in the early nineties or even late nineties for for. I mean, you, it was hard to find. It was it was harder to find than an HK ninety one, and the you know I always that was some uh, a rifle I always wanted, um, and uh, you know I finally you know a PTR makes one, um, which is ironically it's it's about five hundred bucks more than the than the ninety one is, but that was just one of those one of those rifles that I had always wanted to get, so I. I bought one but uh i'm curious if uh because the uh, that would definitely be something i would steer somebody towards the psa just just because of their their mindset now it's not because it's any necessarily any better quality than a ptr it's the mindset that is that is being broadly put out it's not it's not being hidden right it's not some innuendo they're they're stating it as a as a matter of fact, this is what we're doing, and they can kiss our ass, and and that really that goes a long way. Like you're saying, that's you know, like uh, uh, Johnny was just saying about three guys that he knows, they're they're PSA for life. Yes, you know, that's, that's gonna be a good T-shirt uh, because of the because of the mindset of the ownership. Yeah, man. Um, well, speaking of T-shirts, I, I got a few from PSA too. Uh, that I'm <laughs> but I, I'm gonna have some of my own coming out here real soon. Uh, some AK shirts as well that are gonna be awesome. But uh, we'll see, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. And, yeah, you and... do. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, I I don't know. Um, okay. Now I could I could reach out to some people. I know some people. And just saying, get the I got that insider edge. I don't know, but um, we'll see. We'll see. That that's all I can say is we'll see. I I don't know though. I I don't know. Um, but I, I would imagine it would be very interesting with them cranking out an M14 because they have a, a whole lineup of M14s. If they were to go that route as well, um. You know, and, and, and for that reason, you know, why not really look deep into building an FAL, too? Um, because I'll They're tell you, man. They'd have, the, they have the big four. If they, dude, if, if, they, if, if, you, if somebody yeah. really, some enterprising uh, metal worker out there wants to make a million dollars right now, all you got to do is build a functioning FAL mag, and you'll make a million dollars. I'm telling you right now. Yep, because dude, nobody has them, and and DSA's polymer mag is junk. So yep, 
you know, um, it's and the but, there's no FAL out. magazines on the market. The, the, nah. the twenty rounders are out there, but they're they're too expensive for what they are. But the thirty rounders, which I bought, luckily I bought a dozen of them, uh, probably four, three, four years ago, and now you're if you're fortunate enough, you get on like maybe uh, aim surplus or something like that that it that carries some of that stuff. You might every once in a while to find out something's trickled in, but you, you can't find them and. I mean, yeah, the, the, the 30 rounder is, is kind of a, you know, it's not typical, um, of, of an FAL mag, but for my 11 inch, that's, that's generally what I use in them. Um, and, uh, it's no, no bigger profile than a, uh, than an AK 30 rounder when you lay them side by side. But, but regardless, like he was saying, if, if, if a guy could figure that out and, whether it's reverse engineer or come up with something on his own from, from scratch. Hey, I got some FAL mags that are cadavers. You can, you totally use them. Oh, I ain't saying where I got them from, but it won't here in the States. I'm just saying. I bought some of those original (laughs) ones from, from Sarto that that Uh, and everything else that were original issue stuff. And, uh, I, I fixed them up, but they're, um, and and I did I did a comparison of those to the the ones that DSA makes the thirty rounder, and they are two ounces heavier, which means the gauge of the steel is a little bit heavier in the the issue mag compared to the thirty round DSA uh, mag, but everything else on them dimensionally is is identical, um, and uh, they work a little better since they didn't have a bunch of dents in them like the surplus mags did um they're, well they're more a little more reliable i would be more reliable reliant on them than the uh than the surplus wow. ones that i had to fix up so but yeah, yeah i just looked fun. on the internet i cannot find any fal magazines for sale this is crazy mm-hmm. but if you look up g3 mags you can find from from used well used for for three bucks, up to brand new in the wrap for nine bucks for the twenty rounders. Well, I guess I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. I'm going to make <laughs> FAL magazines by hand. Hey, let me tell you, hey. if you could figure out a way to convert a G3 magazine, because it's a very very reliable mag, and you can get it in aluminum or steel. If you could figure out a way to do a conversion with that. Um, to the FAL, dude, you, you could you could really make make some bank because I have a plan. There, I'm gonna get <laughs> a reloading press type setup, and I'm just gonna stuff G3 magazines in there, and then crank it, and it's gonna spit out an FAL mag. I'm a, I'm gonna call somebody oh, get yeah. get that machined up real quick. Yeah, dog. So anyway, coming up on 40 minutes, let's get done with our introductions so we can talk about the honking, the honking, uh, Facebook losing 25% of its worth literally overnight as well. I want to cover that, but Madman Actual, what's up, brother? What's happening? Yeah, you just sitting over here being uh... no strong, silent type, man. Yeah, no, I'm, uh. I'm playing with night vision and IR lasers. I'm very, <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. I was very yeah. occupied. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the funniest thing just happened. These fucking nods just stopped working for a second. Don't tell ah, me that's that. The gyroscope. That's the gyroscope in them. Are they attached to your head right now? No, it's not the gyroscope. I think. Did you turn them upside down? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, the battery might be crap. Take them off the uh, You gotta, hey, don't you, you say gotta that quit about using Sam batteries, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, Dude, it's members, Mark. That's like the best shit money can buy. What are you talking about? Man, ever ready. I'm telling you, if that black cat is on it, that's a good battery. You know, right there. My old man said the same thing the other day. So, Ever ready, man. Ever ready is where it is at. I have decided to kill. You're going to kill me, JP? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'll just get another pair if these are fucked. <laughs> ever ready, man. I'm telling you. Ever ready is the unsung hero of the battery world. I'm just telling you when the when the when the, the balloon goes up, the world is ending, the chips are down, you're gonna see Ever Ready on, on the shelf, and you'll be like, Man, you are not the hero we deserved. <laughs> <laughs> not the hero we wanted. You're the hero we got. Hopefully your issue is hopefully your issue isn't the one I had with my first pair of night vision I bought in nineteen ninety one. In uh, 2001, right before 9-11, the tube took a shit, and I had to buy a new tube. Luckily, there were sevens, and all I had to do was buy the tube, and it was plug and play. But, well, uh, and 10 years that, of hard use, too. So Conveniently, that's that's what these are, too. Uh, so, we'll see. Seven deltas. It blinked red at me, and then, like, it was going to turn on, and then it just fucking didn't. I don't know. Oh, that's the battery. Strange. That's the battery. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if they were they, brand new battery, battery, you. Put. I don't know. Go to Dollar General. Ever ready batteries? I'm so, telling you. If you put if them in just, there, and it's gonna last like forever. It'll last not, like at least four patrols. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. I know. I can send you a picture. Yeah. Look, I got a I got a Faraday box full of batteries. And I've got Energizer, I've got Duracell, I've got Members Mark, I got the, uh, I don't know, whatever the cheap ones from Harbor Freight are, because they were like 98 cents for a pack. Yeah, well, that's where you went wrong right Whoa, there. whoa, whoa. You don't have any Amazon basics? Batteries. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not some basic Your bitch. batteries aren't orange? <laughs> no. You got some bad batteries well, in there. you know, the first four works, and that's what counts. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. <laughs> Somebody will be able to see my IR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Mad Man, bring all the follow the my IR. We're gonna have we're gonna have a good time, man. Bring down. Oh, down in uh, 10 IC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The volunteer state. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Volunteers. But yeah, um, it's going to be awesome. I should be down there for most of it. Not all of it, but most of it. Yeah, man. It's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. We got, a, we got a huge class. We have the biggest classes. Believe me. 
<laughs> they always tell me so. Millions and millions, but also thousands. Yeah, no, but seriously, <laughs> seriously, it's it's gonna be it, it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm excited. What you drinking on? Uh some big truck topless blonde. Nice. I love topless blondes. I I, love I, I can endorse blondes. that as well. <laughs> I can't get it yeah. off of them. Yes. I mean the beer's pretty love good too. Blondes. I, I love big truck. So I mean it's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah. All right. Patriot man. Howdy. You've been you've been quite patriot. Uh, patient rather. Ah, that's all right. How's everyone doing? Um life is good here. Uh as you know, I excitedly called you or texted you yesterday. Got my uh technicians and general finally after right. talking about it for about a decade, and that's not an exaggeration, <laughs> uh, and then having no less than half dozen people on my ass every time I talk to them saying, when the fuck are you going to take your test? When the fuck are you going to take your test? I finally took it and passed. Um, and then I took – the funny thing is, so I took it at my local club, and you pay for the first one. If you pass, you can take the next one for free. So I took general for free, passed that one. And he's like, you want to try the amateur extra? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? There were fucking whole strings of sentences that I had no idea what the fuck they were saying. (laughs) They were, they were words. And I was like, what? (laughs) I read it again. I wish it would have been a camera on my face as I read it, because I was just like, I have like, I didn't even know this was a word. There shouldn't be that many consonants in a row. What the fuck is this? (laughs) And I, I got 20, but of course you need 37. I got 20 by guessing, so um, I'm going to still study for it. But yeah, um, I was just happy to get that done, thank God. So now I can be on the air. I should get my call right. signed by early next week. That's right. Yes, yeah, now you can right. find all, out all about the weather. <laughs> yeah, goiter. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. This is and, the uh, truth. And then also just looking forward to the scout class. Hell yeah, you're going to be down here. So yes, all sir. y'all that are listening to this that are coming to the scout course, Patriot Man is going to be one of the disheveled uh, oppressors that you're going to be uh, hunting down in the woods. Uh, he's he's going to win. He he is going to be your opposing force. Yes, sir. Complete with right. my Che uh, my uh, no my Fidel Castro hat I'm bringing down. <laughs> and I have the beard for it. I'm Fidel purposely Castro not shaving until after the class. Dude, dude is a dead ringer for Fidel Castro. Um, so it's, it's it is it is cheap entertainment at his expense every time he comes down. Absolutely, <laughs> brother Badlands. What's going on? How? What's up, man? Oh, I'm out in the I'm out in the sweatshop tonight again. Ooh, Just grinding away, hurt. grinding away, paying for college. Hell yeah. I am glad you're here because we we have got a lot to talk about with Let's regard check. to the honking. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, I, I, I wish I lived a little closer to the border so I could pick up some of the uh, scanner traffic, honestly. <laughs> this is great, man. This is great. This is truly great. I think so. <clears throat> um, 
truly, truly great. The honking. We're, we're gonna we're gonna dive into this, but man, it is it is truly the the event thus far of of twenty twenty two. We are kicking this off to a, an incredible start, thanks to uh, the great Trailer Park Boys of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to you mad lads up there sure. just yeah. <laughs> just saying uh, man I love it I love it magmatic last and most certainly least most certainly <laughs> wow we covered, we recovered from our little Thailand excursion it's called triage <laughs> <laughs> our little, our little Pineland yeah. excursion. So no the shit creatures. there. We were on a rooftop in in Pineland. You um, can it out by support by fire. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, ah! attempting to instigate uh, interactions with the, I won't say lady because we were not one hundred percent creature of the night at a Waffle House. Yeah. Well, so um, we were uh, we were out uh, supporting the the uh, the, re- the Pineland Resistance Forces uh, in their their glorious victory, uh, except the, the other side of that. And we we go to a local Waffle House after it all. You know, we're hanging out, and um, not only did we see the shortest John ever. Come in. I mean, this dude was like, he was like four foot eleven, coming in with old girl who is twice his height. I mean, this girl was like six two, coming in with a little mini skirt on. She's obviously, uh, a working working lady. Not only that, we see another guy come in with his girlfriend, and he goes into the bathroom with her, like like with his old lady. And, and I mean, it, it's, it, you know, it's late at night, but, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's, you know, middle, middle of the week too. This was what Tuesday night. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was Tuesday night. And, um, cause I, I got, I got home around zero three or so, but, um, 4 a.m. yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, old, old dude taking his girl into the bathroom at the Waffle House. I we we just sitting there. And yeah. I'm like, you know, man. Like, there's, oh, there's better places to hook up with your old lady than the, well, I mean, than when the you're Waffle 17. House. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. What what I loved was that working girl, man. All she wanted to do was listen to her shitty '90s rap. And my man Magmatic here loaded the jukebox up with the most obnoxious country music possible. And it was great. Oof. Well, that working girl was trying to be be part of the the Foot High Club. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. So he went to the bathroom and had it uh, scattered all the way, huh? No, this is a separate. This, these were two separate groups. Two separate, two separate people. Two separate. Yeah. People, Gosh, man. it sounded like you were describing the same person. Nah, like, like ships nah, passing nah, in the night. 
but no. but I will Cause say because then, then he he asked us for Marlboro Reds. Yes, you got to check in the positive <laughs> block for us specifically Marlboro Reds. Huh? He comes over. He's coming out, he comes over and he was like, "Hey, uh, I don't mean to bother y'all, but um, any y'all got a Marlboro Red?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm just sitting over here with with a, a pack of Camel Lights. I'm like, Ooh, you don't like Camel Lights? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my. Uh, specifically. Specifically. It's, it's always an adventure. It is, man. going to Walmart <laughs> right after to complete the complete the adventure. Nah, see, Walmart, Walmart was across Walmart. the street, and they were closed down. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, J.C. Dodge, but you will get COVID if you go into mm-hmm. a Walmart after midnight in North Carolina. You will get COVID. Oh. So okay, you. The bars is after 10. Yeah, yeah. So you got to shut yeah, it down. Yeah. You just got to okay, shut it down. You just got to shut mm-hmm. it down. Oh, speaking of COVID, you want me to tell that little brief story I told you yesterday about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, jump jump right in, man. That, that's a good segue into your COVID story. So the um, guy I worked with, I worked with him for about two and a half years. And uh, about four months ago, he changed sites. And uh, he's had he's a diabetic, and he's had some some breathing issues and stuff. But uh, found out last week he's on a ventilator. Got has COVID. And he's on a ventilator. And uh, Tuesday morning we were told they had given him his last rites. And uh, we found out yesterday, Wednesday, that uh, apparently Tuesday evening his wife told the doctor, well, I want you to give him ivermectin. And the doc wouldn't do it. And she said, what's the problem? You, you, it's not like it's going to, you know, he's not going to die. <laughs> you know, he got his last rights. So the doctor made her sign a form, and then he gave him ivermectin. And it looks like probably, uh, I don't know if I didn't check back this evening or tomorrow morning, he'll be coming off the ventilator. Yup. So, so, yeah. All I can say is, fuck Merck. And there wasn't it Merck that lost their uh, the patent they had on ivermectin back in 1993. I think it was Merck. The uh, all these wouldn't these wouldn't shock. Won't, well, I'm I'm pretty sure that was the one because Merck's also the one coming out with a new COVID drug that supposedly the majority of it is, is composed of ivermectin, but they're going to be patenting it. Um, yeah, but all these, all these, you know, everybody says, "Oh, yeah, well, you know, doctors won't do this." Well, yeah, apparently the doctors will, but you really need to put the squeeze on them. And uh, but the fact that it was bad enough that he had, she had to wait until they had already administered his last rights for, for the doctor to give in, and he still made her sign for him. But you know, the bottom line is, it looks like he's going to be okay. So that's good, man. Yep. Nah, that's 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 good and and uh, thankful, thankful that that you know there is something out there, and thankful that that doctor was like, well, you know, 
go on and try it. Why not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, I guess he figured he had nothing to lose and he could have her sign off. So, but yeah, that might, oh, that situation might have opened his eyes to the whole, the, the reality of, of what's going on too. Because most of these guys don't, I don't think they're, I think they're clueless. Most of these doctors and all are clueless about some of these, some of these drugs. They're just doing what they're told. They're, they're, you know, they uh, prescribe what they're told. They push what they're told when they get to get the kickbacks and all this other stuff. So who knows? We'll yeah. see. But as he, but that guy specifically is an answer to prayer because that was first thing I did oh, yeah. was uh, call my dad when I had found out what was going on with him and I put him on the church. church and uh, it was nice to be able to call my dad back yesterday and tell him the good news because yeah. these days it's few and far between. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure, and and that is definitely a good thing. I mean, there, there's a reason that big pharma employs some of the hottest chicks you've ever seen to go around to doctors' offices every Absolutely. day, and they bring in you know, donuts and all sorts of nice stuff, man. You and you know, you you see these farmer reps. And they look like Miller Lite girls, man. And they're coming I, in. Uh, like, worked wow. in a hospital, and uh, I worked in the professional office building in downtown. It's called the POB, and it's where all these doctors have a lot of their suites. And um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, not all the drug reps are good looking girls. Some of them are fit dudes with. You know, a little sugar in their gas tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They used yeah. to hit on me on the elevator, and you know, I'm get, I'm, I would, I'd be willing to bet money that these these drug companies got a list of who to send the uh, female sales reps to, and who to send the male so, sales so reps. Jason, they thought you were a good looking man. J, J, JP, how many how many how much free drugs did you get out of this this setup then? Uh, none. Not counting cocaine. Not counting cocaine. No, everybody. How many handies did you have to give? With cocaine, only the first hits free in Baltimore, and then after that, it just costs you your soul. (laughs) Um, so the uh, no, 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 that's crack. That's That's heroin. It is. It's Baltimore. It's crack. Crack's actually crack. Actually, is fake. Um, it's actually just what's sold to like mentally ill people. That's why the uh, penalties are harsher. But um. Nah, man, nah. Crack, crack is definitely a real thing, man. I most of the, say, man. Most I, I've been in street... a crack house while the crack house was in operation making crack. I, yeah. I'm just gonna go on and say, crack, crack is a real thing. I, it's I know that, thing. but most of the time when they find crack cocaine on the streets and they test it, because all drugs have to be tested, like even if it's cannabis, they still have to test it to make sure it's cannabis. Um. Most crack cocaine like registers like a like a five to one percent on uh, of uh, like active ingredients. It's it's a way to what you do is when you get bad soft, you rock up that hard. So if you end up with a bad batch of cocaine because you get ripped off, wait, are we talking you, about drugs? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. So um, it's it's what you do with bad cocaine. It's how you get rid of bad cocaine. And then you sell it to the homeless guys and the mentally ill on the street. 
Oh, no, no, no. Um, that, so that's that, true. That's, that's how you do it. Because when you're cooking it, you're burning off all the, the impurities. You get, and it's, you're getting down to the rock. And cocaine so, is is uh, water-soluble, whereas like crack, you can um, actually like hide it in your mouth, and it doesn't dissolve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't ask me how I know. So um, I grew well, up I mean, in Baltimore. I know this too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty standard for anybody that grew up near a, a poor – Area, a poor area of um, any major population or any population. So, uh, yeah, yeah so, that's a myth that it was urban areas only, man. Crack, crack was everywhere. I mean, yeah, it still is yeah. everywhere. It's just not, it's not the it thing anymore. Meth. But it's, yeah, it's all about that meth. Uh, meth, meth is kind of because, man, meth, meth is one of those things that's generational. Like, like, but your hardcore meth addicts, they only live. Once they actually get on meth, not like from the time they first light up that that first you know couple rocks or whatever, but I'm talking about hardcore meth addict where, where like you're you're eating the bugs and and you know, <laughs> you know drawing weird shit on the you know with with no crayon on 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 the walls only you can see right they're they're seriously man they, their lifespan. Is only about three or four years once they've really got into the depths of their meth addiction. And so that's why meth is a generational thing, man. And meth is kind of meth is kind of on its way out um, right now because there, there's a lot of reasons for that. But it's it's gonna have a comeback because you got all these people that are that are addicted to pills. And, you know, they, they you've got some people that are addicted to pills and they're looking at, um, you know, heroin and fentanyl. And they're like, well, I know that shit's going to kill me pretty quick. <laughs> so yeah. they'll turn to meth, though, to ease the agitation. That, it's a, it's you know, a gateway when you're drug. Coming off of the pills. Right. When, when you're coming down off of it. And so they, they'll do that. And then meth ends up replacing all the other addictions that they have. And, and so it's kind of dying down right now, but it's going to come right back. Um, so back to the they, drug reps, <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they used to invite me out to the, uh, the gay bars in, in Baltimore. And I'd be like, dude, I'm like 19. And they'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they were like 30 years old. And gay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's also true. But um, yeah, man, a lot of them, half of the drug reps are dudes and uh yeah. and i'd be i'd be on the oh, elevator yeah. with them and i'd be like oh i did not know that about dr so-and-so <laughs> you know like pretty obvious why they're sending a dude to his office um pretty funny stuff man the stuff you learn just being on an elevator i mean that's that's intelligence right there like oh you're getting off on this floor like oh I, only these doctors work on this floor like what drug do you sell? Oh, what's that for? Oh, it's a heart drug. Oh, okay. Like, bam, and you figure it all out. Like, and Didn't now. Did Smith tell us about the elevator? Yeah, I'm not 55 years old, man. I, I don't listen to Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, you should have done that. Five month old, so I'm not Dang, really all um, worried about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. I mean, you know, there's certain certain things that are universal. Just saying, just saying. But I want to talk like about the honking. honking. 
Let's get some work done. Yeah, let's get some work done. One hour into this thing, let's get some work done. (laughs) The honking. In case you're you're not uh, on the up and up about what the honking actually is. So the great Canadian truckers strike. They went on strike. They're they're you know they shut it down. It's like a South Park episode where they're saying, <laughs> "Fuck off, buddy! Canada's closed." But they're getting out there. You guys, we're driving got, home. got Fidel Castro's illegitimate son throwing stones at them, saying they're racist and whatever else, and you know all the usual crap that you hear from leftists here in the states are saying all the same things, right? And then when we know this bullshit, you got. You got guys who are are literally, you know, from every ethnic background that is there in Canada. They got a very large Sikh population as well. Sikhs are from northern India. Uh, They're a religious minority within India, and you got a whole lot of them living there in Canada. A lot of them are truckers, too, and they're getting out there, and they're real vocal. Bottom line is, is that they're waking up to all of this. They are saying, nah, I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm not going to take your experimental vaccines. I'm not going to do these things, right? I'm not doing this stuff. I'm not putting up with this crap anymore. And you know what? If this is what you support, if you support suppression of the people, if you support oppression of the people, because suppression becomes oppression, right? then we're not doing this. And so this is true grassroots action that is happening at the most basic level. And it, and what's really brilliant is, is that this started with the truckers saying, you know what? Nah, there's already a supply chain shortage and everything else. That's a problem. And you know what? You're wanting to depend on us. You're going to cut us off. Okay. Hey, no worries. We're stopping and we're shutting everything down. And so it started there, but it has true in, in, in true grassroots populist collectivized action, right? All this stuff that the left has been saying that they do for all these years. And then all of a sudden you've got the real, the genuine people who are getting out there and doing it and standing up to the world's elite. And all of a sudden you got all the little soy boys and the wannabe leftists out there that are, you know, throwing their little signs up saying they're part of the working class when they're coddled upper middle class, right? Bourgeois types, right? Riding around in their luxury cars. And they're saying, Oh, look at these guys. They're a bunch of racists. Look at this. Right. Just like they do here in the United States, man, just like they do here in the United States, you get that pajama boy uh, Trudeau saying that he would rather hang out with Black Lives Matter than these truckers. They ain't done nothing that is not peaceful. Okay, they haven't done anything that is not peaceful. They haven't done anything that is breaking any laws or simply going on strike. Right. Old school labor union. We're going on strike. We're not doing it. We're not doing this anymore. And you will obey the will of the people. But it is not, the coolest thing is that it is not isolated to just the truckers. It is not isolated to just them. It is the whole population of Canada. And we got an eyewitness to all of this, Badlands Fieldcrafter. Man, you and I today, we were talking about this. We were uh, texting back and forth, brother. And what is your eyewitness account of what is going on close to the border up there? You are in one of the border states up in Montana. 
what's going on? Yeah, so I was, I was talking to a, a family member of mine <clears throat> that lives really close to one of the border crossings. And, you know, right now the, the border patrol on our side and the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, they're trying to hire um, like the big rig tow companies to come in and clear out these trucks and nobody will do it. They're, they're, going hun- they're calling places hundreds of miles away from the border trying to get these big rig tow trucks to come, you know, and these things aren't a dime a dozen. They're not a ton of them out there. And they're trying to get these things to come clear the border and, and nothing, nobody will do it because everybody's kind of realizing that um, they're all in it together, I guess you might say, like for real, actually, not the cliche COVID bullshit. But yeah, that's kind of, and everybody's just kind of tuning in on their scanners to, to listen in or their CBs. And uh, I don't know, it sounds like it's a pretty good time. I wish I was a little closer, to be honest. You also need an yeah, extra large uh truck to tow those things out of there and then like towing one truck every day every work day is not going to put a dent in the enormous number of trucks that they have no that's right and i mean you know it's not you you guys know it's not going to take very long before people just pop the tires and you know do other things to make those trucks just immovable you know even for a tow truck. So it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how this goes. That's easy to do, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. And, I mean, it's going to be be a while before this is cleared up, I think. <laughs> They're shutting Canada down, man. Well, you know, the, <laughs> the Canadian government's really doing it. And so <clears throat> I think it's great. I, I love seeing it. Is it really that bad up there? Is it really that bad up there? It's yeah, all the border crossings are clogged up as far as I can. I was doing some research this afternoon just to see some footage and stuff. There was one video, it was a drone video shot like two nights ago up in Ottawa. And there's like the main drag running through the middle of Ottawa straight to Parliament was just solid trucks and they're just honking. And it's like two in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that just looks like it's fun down there. <clears throat> So, yeah, there's going to be a know. coffee shortage if they're staying up honking their damn horns all night. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of shortages with their trucks. And a math shortage. <laughs> well, it's cool, man. On, on Twitter, I've seen a lot of the posts of people bringing food. So, like, one really cool video was it was a group of probably about 25 women. And they're just assembling. It's this fucking uh, Henry Ford would have been proud. It was an assembly line of assembling meals for the truckers. And they're just singing the Canadian national anthem as they did it. And it was like 25 women putting it together. It was awesome. There's another one where these Polish immigrants rolled up with this big ass van just full of food. And they were like, they interviewed him. They were like, we came from, you know, we know what communism is. We're here to help. And and so it's just some of the footage, the outpouring of support that the truckers are getting is fucking awesome. And 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 I'm just, you know, I always made fun of Canadians. I, I mean, I still I'm still plan on making fun of Canadians, but like they have fucking impressed me. Like it was like they were like, oh, we're, we're cool with this. We're cool with this. We're cool with this. And then suddenly it was we're not cool with this. And everything just seized the fuck up. 
And it's beautiful. Yeah, I love watching beautiful. it. I love watching it. So, so the thing is, like, Canada's not that different from the U.S. in a lot of ways. You know, you got people from big cities that think a certain way, and you have people from rural areas that think a different way. And I know, like, all of Western Canada, they're 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 conservative. You know, they've if they could vote in the U.S. elections, they'd have been voting for Trump. You know, and uh, <clears throat> so I think they've been really kind of being targeted similar to how conservatives in this country have been being targeted as well you know and they've every time i've ever been up there they were probably the most they're the most polite people i've ever met i mean even when you're like up there with a bunch of the guys on a three-day weekend buying a shit ton of alcohol and they know you're going to destroy a motel room they're still polite about it (laughs) they're like please please don't punch too many holes in the wall okay <laughs> Super nice people. <laughs> and then I've also seen um, farmers getting into it. I've seen videos of tractors rolling. Yeah, and yeah, there's, them, there's tractors jumping in there. I don't know what don't the know tool what the is because I'm not a farmer. It basically has this big thing that unfolds, and it has like spikes on it. And they were using it to block off the cops from the trucks and just like parking their tractors and making like this fucking wall. And I was, was like, it mounted on a tractor? Yeah, it's mounted on the front of a tractor and it was just like unfolded. For, probably for round bales. Okay, Ultimator yeah, whatever. Again, you could tell that I don't live I don't live on a farm. Um, and they were just lining them up next to each other and just making a big blockade. And I was like, this is awesome. So it has Patriot like three man. spikes on it. It's it's probably for the the larger square bells they put in uh, barns now, but the the one spike is usually for round bales. But yeah, that uh, they'd be pretty effective. <laughs> so in the comments, Dirt Nasty says that is a dildo, and then uh, a couple other people say that it is a cultivator. So I'm gonna go with cultivator. Uh, I wouldn't trust her nasty on that one. Doesn't sound nah, right. I don't know if it's a dildo. I trust her nasty. He's got dirt in his name, though. He's got to know something. <laughs> I will. I will say, uh, knowing dirt nasty and uh, having him in class, I will say that he is he is amazing. Uh, he's an incredible human being. And, and an unparalleled sense of humor. Oh, and, well. and really classy. I mean, he's he's just That's super nice. <laughs> <laughs> he can shoot good, though. I can tell you that much. <sighs> but the honking. Um, this is this is quite literally the greatest honking of our time. <laughs> I mean, them them getting together and, and honking their horns and yeah, because it, like there, there's one thing that is true that is has come out of all of this is that the left really fucking hates it when anybody oh, that is not the left uses their tactics. Man, do they get salty? Oh, they get oh, salty. I'm curious how much social media was involved in their initial uh, putting it together. You know, man, knowing truckers, the, and, the CB knowing, social media. See, yeah, that, well, that's, the, that's the why CB. I'm asking because 
Yeah, because well, we've always said so basically, know. you know, stay away from the, stay away from the social media stuff because it's always ends up being a, a false start or it's, or there's too many of the wrong types involved, and that's why right. I was that's why I said that was because you mentioned the CB thing is like you know what word of mouth I, from truckers yeah. has been going on a lot longer than any type of computer internet stuff has. I, I'd be willing to bet because I, I don't know about Canada. I can't speak for Canada, but I can speak for the United States. If you got a CDL, you don't use your phone at all when you're in that truck. Mm. And that a lot of truckers that I know, they don't really use phones a lot man they're not really getting on like like they're big right now the big thing is um xm radio so they listen to xm radio a lot and the, the two channels that that the guys that i know that they're really into is the teamsters channel that's on xm they've got radio shows and podcasts and stuff that are just the teamsters and then they've got um uh, they like listening to Breitbart. That's the other one that they like listening to. And um, man, they <coughs> dude, they they probably were not on. They were probably not really on social media at least in the beginning. I know here in America they weren't. Uh, they, they're just not gonna be. That that's just not how so truck drivers is a operate, template man. for future action. They, you know, they they're not really gonna be a part of that. But I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I mean, there's a there's a lot of moves right now um, here in the states that's looking like they're they're gonna um, do some similar actions. Yeah, it'd be cool if everybody started buying say, CDs and putting them in their vehicles. Yeah, well, I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of truck drivers I know that are also yeah, hams yeah. that that go that route too. Um, but CBs, yeah, absolutely, man. And and um, you know, CB rules on the FCC have changed a little bit too. Because now you can use FM mm -hmm. on top of AM and on top of single sideband. They changed that. So that is interesting too. There's gonna be some there's gonna be some interesting stuff. But um man, it dude I'm gonna tell you I mean like oh, you, lost you go you. back and you listen. Did. Yeah, Scout, yeah. you're not transmitting anymore. Yeah, I lost him too. His tour is, is he might be running a tour, tour again. And you go back, you say, <laughs> and you look at the. They talk about shutting down DC by blocking the Beltway. Well, how do you do that? You know, it, it's really funny to me, man. When when the left gets their own tactics used against them. They don't like it. They really don't do like it, it man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're, you guys you're hear me okay? Breaking up a little bit. Uh, yeah, you're scattering in now. Talking about, since we're talking about CBs, do you got any recommendations for CBs? 
That's all it is. Uh, Cobra. Cobra Model 29 LTD. It's the one I've been using for uh, fuck, man, 30 years now. And I, I'm, I, I've had, seriously, I've had a, I'm in my mid 30s. I've had a CB since I was uh, less than 10 years old. We'll just put it like that. And I've been using a Cobra so Model 29 since that time. <laughs> hey, I have a, I have a serious question. I'm a fan. Something just occurred to me. So I'm looking up this truck truckers thing, researching it and looking at some photos. And of course, people are trolling Justin Trudeau with all of the typical Justin Trudeau memes that are hysterical, right? And some of the memes about him being an actor came up. Has anyone actually seen him on stage acting and reciting lines from anything? It was in a club and it involved a box of dildos. Other than J.C. Dodge's answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any video of him, which is unusual because they would have filmed their performances if he was an actor. I wonder if he is a like more of a cosplayer than an actual like actor like a like a like he does like reenacting or something i don't know like no, i don't think no, I, was, real... I was being serious as far as that i've heard rumors over the years that he that he did uh the less than um uh, uh, <laughs> i don't want to say less than popular but that he did he did things that now he doesn't want people to know about that. That's something I had, I had heard. Now that's just a rumor. I mean, God knows that's, I definitely haven't seen anything where it was considered on the up and up, uh, the real stage or anything, but, uh, uh, you could be very, you could be right though, as far as the cosplay stuff. I mean, I mean there's a lot of blackface, <laughs> yeah, oh. but it would make sense that they took, they, they, they got tried to clear the, internet of things that might have been had him in um i mean it's happened before as far as then try to yeah, the, for somebody before they put right to be forgotten laws yeah that that is a true thing you can pay money to get images of you wiped from the net in fact like if i google myself like nothing comes up it, uh unusual um some <laughs> other people though if i google them that's, Friends of that's mine? because people like, have paid money to see the images of with other dudes. <laughs> no, 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 not like you know. I, I really, saw... I really oh. set myself up for that joke. It was just, have... it was just the big pharma reps that were really. <laughs> yeah. oh, damn! I set myself up for two of them. Included in the story, you were just. You were just like you. You were just like, hey, you know, like, like they hit on me in the elevator, and, and then you know, like I was just like, huh? huh. <laughs> you never huh. concluded the story. They I'm said I was a very pretty man. Giving a demonstration of how well that Viagra worked. Oh, Got a wow. pretty mouth, boy. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Charm you get clowned out by everybody. And a JP's like, "What the fuck did I tell that story?" Oh, I'm, I'm wondering. 
So Why, anyway, <laughs> let me introduce you guys to uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> 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 I need to take a bath. You got to, man. You got to. Yeah, too. Lord save us and save us from the starving. Just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out facts, man. I'm just pointing out. I'm putting some things together, and it's all kind of in perspective now. And you're like, well, you know, you start putting things together. You're like, ah, it's starting to make sense. Just saying, just saying, man. But it's honking. Hey, for those Cobra 29s, um, the uh, does it make a big diff- difference with a, uh, the higher or lower grade handsets? You know, I don't know. I, I in all seriousness, I don't know. Um, all I've ever used is the one that came with it. And mm-hmm. not the, the powered microphone, but I will say that I always knew who was using a powered microphone, um, using a dynamite or whatever. I, I mm-hmm. knew who was using those because their voice would come in and it's, it was distorted and it sounded weird. And, like um, power. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My cousin, I got a cousin that, and he was real, real big. I mean, he still is. He's real big into uh, linear amplifiers on a CB and running like a thousand watts out of his truck. Wow. He burnt one of his trucks up. Um, the amplifier caught on fire, and and he had it under the driver's side seat of his Super Duty, and it, it caught on fire. But um, I mean, I don't. Honestly, I don't really see the point. There's more efficient ways to do it. And I, I don't know. So standard, getting back to your question of standard microphone. Yeah, I mean, I've always run the Cobra 29 stock. Um, nothing crazy coming out of it. And it's worked just fine for me. So, you know, um, it. and when I use it, when I'm on the highway, and I it, just in case anybody's wondering, uh, my – CB setup. And I talked about this a long time ago in, in Radio Contra where I was talking about bug out vehicles and stuff. And uh, that's back in the archives. And I really need to do another episode on that um, just because and, and kind of refresh the material. But um, in in my my truck that I call the war criminal, my my vehicle that I drive around here, it's a Ford Super Duty that, you know, I've got some some mud tires under and um, it's a Super Duty extended cab with a long bed on it and uh, 6.0 power stroke that um, I've bulletproofed and uh, done some other things under the hood on it, give it some extra power. And, it you know, love my truck, man. I've, I've had that truck for um 11 years now and you know it's that that truck's gonna be with me until i die i've got another truck um i've I've got another uh same year model ford super duty that is a full four-door and um you know i got that one i've got uh a um 
uh, camper shell on that. And that's what I drive when I travel and I can live out of the back of that vehicle. Some of y'all have seen me, um, that have had classes with me. You've seen kind of my setup back there They're for, you know, camper living back at, you know, out of the back of that. And it's, it's real comfortable, but, uh, talking about CBs, my truck that I drive around here, uh, that I call the war criminal, um, it, it's got my old school Cobra model 29 in it and it is old. I mean, this thing has got a mountain of dust on it. It's, you know, it, it's old and I have a fire stick CB antenna. It's a four and a half inch, uh, or a, a four and a half foot rather whip antenna. And it's a fiberglass whip that it's spring loaded. So it's got a spring at the base of it and I've got that mounted on the toolbox. And, um, you know, it, it shortens up because if, if you have a true whip antenna um, that is is the proper length for a CB, it's going to be 108 inches long. And that's big. And, and a lot of guys back in the day, they used to mount these antennas off of their tailgate or mount them off of their back bumper or whatever. And, and that's kind of obnoxious, um, you know, and, and it, it just doesn't end up working very well. Uh, that fire stick, it shortens it on down and that's a pretty good antenna in, in at least my estimation, that's a pretty good antenna. I've used it a lot. I've had it on there. Uh, I put that antenna on there right after I got the truck and, um, it's, it's good to go, you know, and, and, and I've had it on there ever since and I've beat the crap out of it. Literally trees have hit it, uh, rafters from sheds have hit it and you know um pretty much anything else it, it's but it it's it's good to go um it is good to go as sandsock is saying in in the comments you don't have enough steel for a ground plane on bumpers anymore yeah 100 brother you're exactly right um you don't and you know i'm not going to dive too deep into antenna theory but you're exactly right you got to have ground plane that matches the uh, hot side of the antenna. Also, you have to have both of that. Um, so, you know, the most ideal setup is is to have a hundred and eight foot whip in the middle of your bed, standing straight up vertical. But that doesn't always uh, happen because it is very rarely uh, practical. If that makes sense, so you got to make a compromise. And, uh, back in the day when I heard somebody explaining antenna theory to me and they say, you know, all antennas are, are compromise, you know, now the, the, the longer I go in, in understanding all this and teaching radio theories and everything else. Um, yeah, it's exactly right. Do you use a magnetic mount or you mount it directly to the box? No, nah, it, it's bolted onto the box. So what I did specifically, um, fire stick sells antenna mounts that go, they, they have four screws on them and they go on the mirror. And so what I did was I just took the, the mirror clamp off and I screwed, uh, those four bolts into the, uh, the toolbox. And that way it's, it's permanently installed into the toolbox. And then I just run the coax cable back into the cab and, you know, run it under the seat 
and CB's right there. I got an ammo can. I got a 50 cal ammo can in the center console, uh, the front front seat of the truck. And I have um, the Cobra Model 29 screwed in. The mount is screwed in into the ammo can. And so it's just sitting there right on the outside of the ammo can. Oh, cool. That's a, that's actually a really, really good idea. Instead of buying one of those high-speed, low-drag uh, mounting solutions they make that will cost an arm and a leg. Yeah, nah, don't do that. Uh, don't do... You can... Most of the stuff that's out there that is commercial, it's a money trap. Seriously, it's a money trap. You can build most of this stuff yourself, you know, and, and just build it, put it in there, experiment a little bit. Like newer cars are, are, are a little different and I get it, you know, like, you know, if, if you buy a new vehicle, you don't want to really be drilling into stuff and all that. Let me tell you this 50 cal ammo can, you know how I mounted this, um, into the center console. I took velcro tape i took velcro tape and put it down now i don't have any carpet in this truck it's all vinyl like the floorboard is vinyl everything is vinyl inside of this truck because this bare bones man i you know if i want it in there i'll add it in there right but um i put velcro tape in the bottom and put that same velcro tape on the bottom of that 50 cal ammo can and dude for as long as I've had the truck, that can ain't moved. It, you know, it, it's it's not moving. It's not gonna slide around. It's good to go. Did you get that commercial type of Velcro? The stuff that's a lot more durable. I, I would imagine because I know that stuff. It's yeah, no, nah, I, I got it at Walmart. Okay. I just got it at Walmart. 3M. Yeah, as long as it says 3M on it, you're yeah. good to go. Man, where have I seen that name before? In a couple other places. That's odd. I know, I know. Almost like it's in your IFAX. What? That's why. It's like they make good shit. <laughs> Looks like ghost. Go ahead and tell us what's in the IFAX. No, I was just. It, I wasn't even trying to talk about the 3M tape. It's just 3M Velcros. That's the only shit I fuck with. Do it. <laughs> I think 3M's made in the USA too. It in goddamn is. <laughs> It's it, not three, three Chinese. Is good shit. Yep. It's not Chinese. Hey, 3M is, is, is good stuff. Well, I'll tell you, Scout, I run a Uniden 980 single sideband with one of the little Wilson antennas. Um, I don't have it hooked up right now, but when I did have it hooked up, I the reception on it was crystal clear uh, when I would when I would head south to um to your place and uh the Cobra 29 was always the gold standard, like you said, in my opinion. I have a, a, a crate, and, and maybe I should bring them down this weekend because they're they're kind of accessible. I bought six CBs off a guy. He didn't know if they worked or not, but I got them for – there was a couple of Cobra 29s and there a couple other Cobras. I got it for like 40 bucks. Bro, should, we'll find out if they work. Yeah, I'll we'll bring them down if they work. come, and we'll see if they work or not. That'll be easy. Stay down for an extra day, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah, fuck it. Yo, why not? I did the same thing. I bought uh, at a uh, 
it was it was a fall festival, but they, you know it's like a big big flea market and everything else. And a guy had two identical sets of C. They were Uniden CBs. I think he said they were uh, made in the early '90s, and uh, everything with them for both sets, mics uh, and antennas and all that. And uh, I got the whole thing for like thirty bucks. So two two identical sets of CBs, and they and they work. Um, it's just a matter of mount. I was probably going to mount one in my suburban and one at home. So I'm pretty sure my wife doesn't want me putting a CB in her car and. My other vehicle really doesn't have the space for it. So, well, it's interesting. One of the things you can yeah. do, and I know the scout is one of the things you touch on in your in your classes, is when you look at the difference between radios. Um, when you get near FM um, frequencies, uh, you'll notice that the Russian radios have an extended frequency. The American radios cut off short; they don't include the FM bands. And the Russian radios do. Oh. And the idea behind that, as Scout taught me, was um, the BTR. So you could have a BTR and people could commandeer civilian vehicles and uh, then they could broadcast on the FM radio. And so you don't need to have a radio in every car. You just have the FM. Um, you have them turn on the FM radio or whatever so, channel they're on and they'll be able to basically decentralize. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to talk back, but they'll be able to decentralize command. Uh, I mean, if you have a Mars Cat Mod radio and you throw that, in one of the vehicles, then you don't even need a radio in the other vehicle. I mean, if you want to have two-way, of course, but if you're just looking for directions, if you're in a convoy or something, uh, that's an option. So you're saying the Russians are behind the Canadian protest? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no. I, well, I was going to say I couldn't believe it when I heard that somebody had proposed that, but I, I can completely believe it because distraction. Well... Yeah, man, the, the Canadians are following the, the the Canadian left is the American left is the European left. They, they're all the same, man. They're all the same. They all have the same talking points. They all have the same bullshit that they spout. It's all the same thing, man. You know, all the same rotten ideas. Right? Nah, man, the, the, the Russians... And this is, I think that's really funny that they, they always want to blame the Russians, right? Everybody who doesn't agree with me is a Russian spy or a Russian agent, which is obviously ridiculous. But the reason that they're doing that is because that's all they know. This is COINTELPRO, man. This is PSYOPs that are happening in real time. This is all they know. Dude, they don't, they don't know any better. Russia's always been the enemy, so it's always going to be the enemy. Except that, that when you get down to the heart of the matter, you're oppressing people. You're oppressing freedom of speech. You're oppressing you know, the, the, the ability of people to make a living. And the reason that you're doing it is because you're selling them out to another corporate interest. And that is exactly what you're doing. That is exactly what they're doing. And, the, and they're seeking to suppress it. So... Um, but to, to get to the heart of what Patriot Man was talking about, so to get more specific, the the U.S. military ground radio frequencies are uh, 30 megahertz to 88 megahertz, right? So just before the FM commercial broadcast band in the United States, right, just before that, 
Well, your Russian radios and their ground communication radios operate to 108 megahertz. So it's 30 to 108 megahertz. And that way, because they follow a, a doctrine called mobile warfare, meaning that they can, uh, conventional forces can transition to being guerrilla forces kind of at, at will. And they have a decentralization of command in that regard. Um, they don't necessarily utilize that in, in all circumstances, but they keep their equipment flexible for that reason. And, um, yeah, you know, you, you can communicate with use, utilizing one of their radios that they have, like a man pack, right? They can communicate with a conventional civilian vehicle that gets commandeered for whatever use, right? They can communicate with that. Now, the people inside that vehicle, they can't necessarily just radio the guys back and say, oh, you know, hey, we're, yeah, I hear you, we're going to do this. But they can do other things, like utilizing turn signals or, you know, whatever. Whatever else. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's just an interesting thing to point out. Um, and for everybody that's like, well, you know, the likelihood of the Russians invading the United States is, is pretty much none. Yeah, it is. I don't disagree with you. However, however, um, I will caveat that with the fact that there's a whole lot of people in South America who are on the, the paycheck of both the Russians and the Chinese, and they're really not happy with the United States. So the big scheme of maneuver is for them to, to eliminate us off the world stage as the purveyors of weaponized sanctions and everything else, right? We get, get away from all of that and, and, and they mitigate all of that. And then all of a sudden they foment chaos here inside of the United States. And who, who is going to come in and be the peacekeepers, right? Who is going to come in? We can't do it. We're, you know, we're not going to regulate ourselves. So where is that coming from? Even the original Red Dawn paid homage mm -hmm. to this, this reality, this fact. If you look at the, the, the people who actually invaded the United States, it wasn't the Russians that did it, right? Just go back and look. They just took the passes in the Rockies. <laughs> right. But the, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was Cubans, Nicaraguans. Um, well, remember... Uh, Colonel Tanner was talking about it sitting around a fire about how, where they came up through. And then they sent uh, army groups over the, uh, um, over through Alaska and down into, down into the U S from the North. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking about that when you were mentioning that, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. But uh, it's a pretty interesting yep. line of line of thought because of, I mean, that movie was 1984. Yeah. They saw it coming, man. I mean, it you know it, it it's just based on on reality. History too. A, a lot of Russians and European communists and socialists and existentialists have always had like a second home in in Latin America. A lot of history to that. Yeah. Mexico. Remember the beginning, the beginning of Red Dawn. They talked about the uh, 
truth, strength goals being reached in uh, Nicaragua and uh, El Salvador falling to the, the communists and uh, the uh, basically England was standing or UK was standing by itself because the uh, Europeans didn't, you know, they didn't want to have anything to do with nuclear war. And um, yeah, it's, you know, look, looking back on that, from the perspective you just mentioned, that is, was very precious. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know, you, you see all this, but there, there is pushback and there's major pushback against all this. I mean, the, the Canadian trucker strike, the honking that that's exactly why I'm putting this out there. That that's why I'm, I am, and, um, really jumping on this as an example of populism and populism is how we are defeating them at their game. And we absolutely are. We absolutely are. But we're in the beginning of all of this. You know, and, and that's the thing that everybody has to understand. We're in the beginning of all of this. And you ain't going to win it overnight. Nope, it's a long game. No, and we're entering... Uh, so after, like, periods of unrest, like, one to two years is pretty typical for the next phase to be initiated by either side. It This comes in phases or waves. And uh, 2021, I thought, would be pretty quiet, and it did turn out to be. But I wouldn't be surprised if 2022 is significantly more interesting than 2021. 2021 felt like this, you know, it felt like the the year it felt like um the whole year felt the same to me um like after after january 6th and all that everything was kind of just like it kind of had the same pace and the same feeling and i don't think any news was particularly interesting throughout 2021 but um 2022 is is shaping up to be fairly interesting so far Just wait. There will be more. There will be more. Uh, but th there's a lot of comments in the comment section talking about how um, a lot of Central Americans that are coming in on these quote-unquote convoys, the uh, migrant plane flights that are coming in as well, that we are told by Chucky Doll that don't exist even though that's bullshit. We know that's bullshit. We have video evidence. It's bullshit. Um, but the fifth column is already here. The fifth column is absolutely already here. And, you know, as I've pointed out on, on several podcasts that I've been on and several interviews that I've done on radio Contra as well, you know, all you have to do is have, one one hundredth of them be military trained in organization and you have a cell. Okay. And it is not beyond the capability and scope of the people who are being brought in and the lack of vetting of the people who are being brought in because they're, they're not being vetted. I mean, let's just be honest and we can say, okay, you know, 
they they have the ability to organize. They have the ability to collectivize. What are they getting ready to do next? I'll go last. Hey, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yes. I lost all yeah. audio for like 30 seconds. So, so I don't know what we're <laughs> Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Do we have dead air right now? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to hear y'all. Where you at? I just had like 30 seconds of dead air. That might have been yeah, that might have been an organic moment of dead air, though. I don't think that was a technical difficulty. Um, all right, I'll go first. I think it, uh, I think I think at the end of the summer, we um, towards the fall, moving into the fall, very late summer, uh, when the when the leaves are changing colors in in this hemisphere on on these. Um, uh, in our our temperate zone, uh, like the Maryland North Carolina temperate zone, which is shared by um, the Ukraine, I think we'll start seeing major troop movements, which is going to get like really really interesting. And I think we'll be having a lot of the same conversations, like "Oh, here we go," you know, flexing the guns, no blood for Burisma and stuff, which is true. I actually just learned recently um, through some through some street level intelligence. Um, that after the fall of the Soviet Union, the Ukraine actually uh, immediately began selling off a lot of property and land and allowing foreign investment in Ukraine. It was actually one of the first countries to just be like, oh, we're on our own. And that probably has to do with the fact that the Ukraine damn near rivaled uh, Russia in terms of economy. The Ukraine was the Soviet satellite state that had the strongest economy. So it would make sense that that would be the first one that investors would go to. I'm not much of a businessman, but that's where I'd start. And so there's not just uh, Burisma that's an investor there. There's, uh, you know, Hunter Biden's obviously the low hanging fruit. He's a public figure. He's the son of the president and a lifelong politician. But there are thousands and thousands of other corporations that have invested there. And there's also um, independent money separate from corporations that have invested there, like families that bought land there and stuff. So I think that um, we are seeing some of the death rows of the of the communist elements that are left in the Ukraine that are getting old and would like to see the Ukraine return back to that communist dream that they were taught about and loved so much because remember you know if you were 30 years old when the Soviet Union collapsed and you were a good little 30 year old communist in in 1990 plus or minus a couple of years you know you you were supposed to be the king and instead you've just been cleaning up messes and have been living in essentially abject poverty for the last, for the last 30 years. And so, and you've never really had the chance to, to have the big bad capitalism 
uh, take the down the big bad wolf of capitalism. And I think that what is going to happen in Ukraine is what really should have happened in Estonia, Poland, Hungary. And I think as some communist elements fled, what was obviously a losing fight from those various satellites, I think they flooded into the Ukraine and and regrouped because communists are very good at organizing. If there's one thing they're good at, it's organizing and taking care of each other. Um, I think they I think they do that better than our team does. Though we take very good care of each other, um, there's. But I don't think a right wing guy from like Maryland has much in common with like a right winger from like California. I think that would be hard to uh, to make that migration, in my opinion. Um, we also saw in the last couple of years, well, the last twenty years, twenty five years, we saw Russia and America really put a hurting on the former Soviet states that were Islamic, where they've lost like a lot of the Islamic team lost the Islamic Marxist slash just regular Islamic team. They, they, they took a, they took quite the hammering since like 1995 or so. And that is probably why you don't see the same types of um, situations that we have in the Ukraine. And personally, I'm seeing the buildup in the Ukraine. Russia recently switched from doing two-month training exercises to doing five-month training exercises. So before we invaded Iraq, when I was, when I was reading and, and watching some lectures on how the Ukrainian military has recently sh- adjusted – one thing they've done is these these new five month training cycles. Well, there's there's a couple things that that does is one you you get everybody in one spot for five months. Uh, two, you're more effective, you're better trained, and three, you can do this uh, this old one of the oldest tricks in the book, where you just put some soldiers you know outside of somebody else's city or castle or country. And you pretend that you're just training. And then one day you just roll in and invade and you own the place. So Russia was able to seize um, the, the uh, Crimea in, in about 48 hours. They completely controlled the entire area, which I think is very impressive and needs to be uh, studied and understood. And... Uh, another thing that we did, we trained on the border of Iraq for six months and then we ordered everyone to come back and we actually started packing all of our gear up. And then like two hours later after the U S forces, I wasn't there obviously, but after the U S forces were packing all of their gear up, they were literally ordered to get back on the tanks and invade Iraq. Um, and so that much of a gear sh- that shifting gears like that is pretty serious when you have uh, tens of thousands of people. So obviously it wasn't, you know, at the snap of a finger and it kind of took a while to like build the momentum up and turn back around and get stuff unloaded and, and jump on the vehicles and, and roll in. But that's basically in a nutshell, how, how it went down. And uh, I served with several guys that di- were in the invasion 
that went and and rolled over the Kuwait Iraq border, and they were told they were coming home. They had already made plans with their families, and they you know their families were like, "Oh, can't wait to see you. I'm glad there's not going to be a war." And then literally two hours later, there was a war. So, you know, there's a reason they do stuff like that. That sounds really shady. But it's it's how you have to fight because information travels so quickly in the in the age of information. That's my two. That's my twenty cents right there. But nah, nah. I mean, you're you're exactly right. And uh, pointing that out, you know, the, the age of information and and uh, the ex- the expeditiousness by which it travels certainly is something. Um, that bears pointing out. So with five minutes left on the clock and because we're, we chronically run short of time on this show, man, it's the fastest two hours imaginable. Uh, last words, JC Dodge. I'm going to go on and do this now. And, uh, with, with just under five minutes on the clock, that way you can you can really jump in depth with JC Dodge. Any last words? Sons of Liberty, episode thirty-one. Well, I, I want to see how this uh, trucker thing develops. Um, I know the federal employees just got an email, basically saying anybody that had been reprimanded or because they were sending a lot of threatening emails and stuff to people, the federal employees. Well, they've been told. None of that stuff matters now because of the state that's in place. So uh, all this stuff is coming together um, in, in an interesting fashion. We'll see what, what goes on with that. And then as far as, as the Ukraine goes, I mean, that's that's anybody's guess. I mean, one thing that's been proven over the, over the decades is if the U.S. wants a war somewhere, they generally know how to push the right button. And that's my concern is that they're they're going to figure out which button to push and it's going to end up creating what they what they want, what they need, what they need to be profiting so they could profit. So we'll see. But that's pretty much in a nutshell what I think might happen. Agreed. Agreed in full. Madman Actual, what do you think? Um... I think that the trucker thing, um, I'm not concerning myself too much with it. It weirds me out that they're using uh, lefty tactics. Um, That's all I've got to say about the truckers. Uh, Ukraine, uh, same thing as our, you know, last time we talked. Um, I'd I'd be looking out for shenanigans on our side. Um, Like I posted on AP. Geopolitic, geopolitical situation in South America is not looking good. Um, you know, Nicaragua kicked uh, Taiwan out of the embassy and gave it to China. Um, didn't let them sell it to the Catholic Church, which was, I thought was kind of like a big giant fu. Um, so yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of shady stuff going on south of the border. I'm, I'm more concerned about that than anything else. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Damn, Amen. I didn't know. Amen. 
You and I both. You and I both. Because we got a lot to worry about down there. We got a lot to worry about down there. Patriot man. Don't get all. Uh, don't don't put off getting your licenses any longer. Study, study, study form. It's not as hard as you think. The way I did it, uh, two chapters a week. Read it every. Read the same chapter one uh, once a day. So I'd read like chapters one and two Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Took practice exams. Moved to the next chapter. There will be a time when radio is going to be the way you have to communicate. Don't do what I did and take so long to fucking get the license. And that's it. You can only learn the radio stuff by doing it. You got to get them reps in. You know, you yep. don't become a bodybuilder overnight. You know, you 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 ain't turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Jai White, none of that. You ain't doing that overnight, right? You 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 got to get there. You got to work to that goal. And anything, anything worth doing is 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 exactly that. So I mean. Get on the air. You know, the only way you can do it is by getting on the air. You got to get on the air. You got to get on the air and talk to somebody. I realized I was real, you know, just like, fuck the FCC. I ain't doing all that shit. I ain't worried about all that. And you know something? At the end of the day, I realized that I didn't have anybody to talk to. So I went and got that, you know, first couple of ham radio licenses. Went and got extra. And, uh, you know, hey, you got a lot of people to talk to now, and, and you got a lot to practice with, okay, a lot to practice with. So get out there, get to getting on it, get to doing it, keep yourselves prepared. I am looking forward to seeing you all in class, brushpeter.org slash training calendar. Looking forward to seeing all of you out there. Until next time, this has been Sons of Liberty Live, last call from the Green Dragon Tavern. God bless you, and I will talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout.